let's get down to business. Thanks for coming out tonight. I wrote me a manual, a step-by-step booklet for you to get. Oh, I make money moves. You can't see me. My time is now. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to another episode of the Massive Joe Show podcast, Fitness Times Business. My name's Joseph Mansell, CEO of Massive Joe's. I am your host, and I'm joined in this episode number 25 by the Carl Malone of Massive Joe's. Is that different to Bugsy Malone? Completely different. Ooh. Steve Mill. Hello. Ask me what you want to ask me. Why do you call yourself Mansell and not Mensel? <laughs> that was not the question I was expecting. <laughs> because, no, a legit question, yeah. legit question. And this is, uh, no, I need to just hold it. I'm going to hold that thought for a second. I'm going to answer your question. Then I want you to ask me the question I really want you to ask me. The reason why is because uh, my last name was actually originally spelt with a Z. Oh, yes. So it was actually Menzel. Menzel. And then when the Z got changed to a C, when my family migrated from Poland to Australia, mm. the Z to a C, and then it w- dropped the Mensel and went to Mensel. Mm. How the fuck do you get Mensel? It sounds like pencil. Yeah. The fuck? So I'm bringing it back. Yeah, That's I would. Yeah. Mensel. I might even change the C back to a Z. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, ask me the question when to ask me. What's the question? Why am I calm alone? Why am I calm alone? <laughs> <laughs> you're calm alone because you're, you're on the verge of retirement. Ooh. But could we be making a comeback like John Farnham? <laughs> Did we get to John Farnham? <laughs> he had like five comebacks. He's had five goodbye tours, hasn't he? Yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, you are retiring, uh, which makes this the penultimate episode of the Massive Joe Show, mm-hmm. which means... Second to last. Second to last episode of the Massive Joe Show. And we do have a uh, an interesting topic of discussion uh, for the listeners and the viewers on the Massive Joe Show YouTube channel. The topic of discussion is doing the same things and expecting a different result. Mm -hmm. And for the viewers tuning in for the very first time in this episode of the Massive Joe Show podcast, Fitness Times Business is our fundamental driving principle. So we like to take a topic, we like to talk about it in the realm of fitness, and then we like to talk about it in the realm of business. The topic generally touches on both. So it's a nice, convenient discussion that you and I get into. Mm -hmm. So we've got today's topic. Doing the same things, expecting a different result. Mm-hmm. Get into it, man. I mean, there's there's two points that I want to get at here, and the first one is uh, the first one I'm going to leave because it's very clear cut. The second one is that I just don't believe that people actually realize that the choices they're making are the reasons why they're not getting the results they think. Sure. For example, we do the Massive Joe's Challenge mm. and we've had over a thousand people. So this is no not directed at anyone in particular, but but it's even when when personal training clients I've had and you've seen personal trainers and, and just people that have contacted us over the years. Yeah. And for example, with the Massive Joe's Challenges, we've given them a new diet. We've given them new food choices. We've given them new exercises. And they've come to the challenge because they want to change what they're doing. And we give them something new and they say, oh, but this isn't what I normally do. Yeah. Well, it's because what you've been doing isn't working and the choices you're making are the reasons why you're not make working, mm-hmm. are the reasons why you're not getting the results you want. So I think it's really being self-aware in the first part that the reason that you're not getting those uh, results you want is actually because you're not doing the right things to get there. And I think you have to be open with yourself that that, that could be the reason. I agree. And we like we tend to see this in, in uh, the fitness realm a lot is people, you know, if you, if you strip it all the way back, right, and you go, okay, 
you're setting a goal, right? A mm. fitness goal. If you listen to any of our content, it's going to be a smart goal. Yeah. Specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-bound. Mm. You start doing things that you think are going to help you achieve the goal. They don't help you achieve the goal. You then continue doing the same things that don't help you achieve the goal mm. and complain why they're not working. Yeah. We see that a lot. And yeah. you, you know, you give the example of the Massive Joe's Challenge. That's a very uh, magnified example. Mm. But I think generally in fitness, whether it's a, a, a weight loss goal, a fat loss goal, a muscle building goal, we see it with competitive athletes all the time who mm. prep the same way every time they prep and never come in shape. Mm and then prep the same way the next time they prep mm. and don't come in shape again and, you know, blame whatever the fuck. Listen, the reason why you're not achieving, and I just wanna, I'm, I'm gonna go off on a little bit of a tangent here. You have to try something, yeah, right? So you can't, you can't kind of, you know, wish in one hand shit in the other and see which one fills up first once you've set the goal. You have to do something, mm. right? So you set, the, you set the smart goal in the fitness realm and you start doing things that you think are going to help you achieve that particular goal. It might be dieting a certain way, training a certain way, taking certain subs, doing certain cardio, whatever it is. And then you measure the output. Mm. Is this input getting me towards the output that I'm trying to achieve? Mm. If the answer is yes, continue. Mm. You're on the right path. If the answer is no, don't continue doing the same shit and expect a different result. Mm. So to circle back to what you said, I think that it is very important, the awareness piece of are these inputs actually helping me achieve the outputs that I need to achieve? And if you've set smart goals, you have their time bound, so you know the different checkpoints that you should be achieving towards mm. that, that, that end goal. Are these helping me achieve those those checkpoints? Are these keeping me on track to achieving the smart goal by the time, by the deadline that I've set it? Mm. If the answer's no, you have to change the inputs. Yeah. And I think that the second part that I was going to bring up revol um, revolves around that point that you just said then yeah. about the smart goals. But the point that I want to highlight is the measurable. Yes. Is really, and really writing down in terms of fitness is very easy, yeah. but really writing down and documenting everything you've done mm. and then looking back later on and saying, well, did this get me where I am? How have I done it to get there? Like you've done contest preps lately, yeah. previously is you can go back to 2015 and you can say, well, this is the diet I had at 10 weeks. This is the diet I had at eight weeks. This is the diet I had at six weeks. Right. This worked well. well. I was too soft at this show because I was still on 1800 calories the week of the show or whatever mm. it may be mm. is you can go back and say, well, look, okay, I haven't lost weight. Okay. I've actually written down what my diet is. I've calculated the amount of calories. I've been eating too many calories. So next week I'm going to drop it back. Mm. Or if it's documenting your workout, like my calves aren't growing. You always hear that my calves aren't growing. Well, how are you training them? I'm chucking one. Eight. Look, document your training. Oh, look, I've chucked one, three sets of 10 calf raises on the end of my leg workout once a week. Mm -hmm. But then you're hitting biceps three times a week. Mm -hmm. Like, you have to look back and that's where I think the measurable bit and actually writing down in terms of fitness, writing down everything you do and documenting, if you're serious about it, is what's going to really make or break in terms of actually achieving your goal. Let me ask you this question. <clears throat> why do you think people aren't willing to make changes to the inputs? Because the first step is this awareness piece, right? That we've addressed, mm. right? But a lot of people get that. A lot, of, a lot of people get to a point where they're like, okay, I'm not achieving my goals mm. or I'm not on track to achieve my goals. I need to change something. Mm. 
But they don't fucking change anything. Because people don't like stepping out of their comfort zone is, is one big thing. I think it's one big thing. The other thing is people have things they like. Yeah. If you like walking your dog mm. and you go and walk your dog every day a week, but the Stairmaster yeah. is going to produce better results for ROI, yeah. but you hate it, is I think that's a big thing is either people like it or don't like it. Mm. For example, people enjoy training biceps. They'll go train biceps three times a week. They hate calves, so they'll do one exercise at the end of a leg workout. So I think a big thing is is getting out of their comfort zone. They don't actually like pushing themselves. Mm. And the amount of people you see on a Monday night, first exercise – chest press yep. or, or bench press, sorry. Go chucking on there, 60 kilos, 10 reps. 80 kilos, chucking on the 10 each side, 10 reps. Yep. Chuck two 20s each side, 100 kilos, three sets of 10, mm. move on. But they'll never do more. There was a dude that I know that used to do that every single Monday night. Go in, do three sets of 10 and 100 kilos. Never went over it. His physique never changed in the fucking five years I knew him. Yeah. Because he, <laughs> he didn't want to step outside his comfort zone. He didn't want to put any extra weight on the bar. Mm. He didn't want to exert himself. So I think that's a big thing is people, yeah, just not wanting to stay outside their comfort zone and not wanting to shift away from what they actually enjoy. I I agree with you. I think on the flip side, it's people not willing to make the sacrifices that they need to, to make mm. to get the outputs. Yeah. I think deep down, and all you motherfuckers listening right now and watching, I see you. Listen up. I think that the awareness piece is almost a given, mm. right? We're human beings. We're able to, 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 most of us are able to assign outputs to inputs. Mm. If the outputs are not where you want them to be, you change the inputs. I think a lot of people know what the inputs need to be mm. or at least are aware of the fact that they need to change. Mm. I think a lot of people don't make the change because they're not willing to make the sacrifices that they need on the input side mm. to get the outputs that they want on the output side. It's, it's if like, you look at, and you look at the, let's look at the two big situations, right? When they're in the fitness realm, fat loss, muscle gain. Mm. What's the one sacrifice people are not willing to sacrifice when it comes to fat loss? Food. A hundred percent. And, that's and we see that all the fucking time. But we see with the challenge, simple things like, like sources. Sources, dairy, like things that are upsetting the stomach. Fucking not, cappuccinos and lattes and shit. Yeah. That you just have to really get rid of. And yeah, that's the thing is people just, just don't want to do it. It's the things uh, about. It's a hundred percent on the fat loss side. It's most of the time people don't want to sacrifice the food that they enjoy eating. That is usually macronutrient poor, uh, macronutrient dense, micronutrient poor, full of fucking calories, shit food. Hmm that they enjoy eating, they're not willing to sacrifice that to actually lose the fat. Mm. The exercise when it comes to fat loss, most people are happy to do. Mm. They're happy to go through what you mentioned, the, the, the discomfort. Everyone you know, has a certain tolerance for a certain level of discomfort. It's the sacrifice. Mm. Flip the switch, let's look at muscle gain. What do you think the one thing that people are not willing to sacrifice when it comes to muscle gain? We had a question about this in Weekly Word last week, you may remember. Is they're not ready to sacrifice the abs and the leanness? 100%. But there's another thing they as wanna, well. They want to build muscle. Mm. You have to be in a caloric surplus. Mm. A part of being in a caloric surplus is you put on a little bit of body fat, but you want to be shredded for the fucking gram. So what, and you're not willing to sacrifice that. I've got my answer for this, but yeah. I'm going to ask you is what do you think though yeah. is the biggest factor for people not, not building muscle or putting on weight? Not enough calories. Yes, exactly. Yeah. No, that's what I was going to say. But yeah. people, not as I said, not measuring or not writing down and not actually calculating how many calories are actually 
consuming during the day. Uh, you know what? I understand where you're coming from. Mm. And this is talking from experience because I was like, oh, you're just not, you're just not eating enough. This, they fucking know. Mm. They don't do it because they want to stay lean. Mm. But a lot of them are like, oh, I eat so much food. And then you tell them what you eat. And it's like, man, I eat that by nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Like a lot of people actually don't eat enough. But then it's like, well, have you tried eating more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ate more. I got a little bit soft. Mm. Motherfucker, you're going to be in caloric surplus. You got to expect that you're going to get a little bit soft as part of the muscle building process. Mm. I think it comes down to sacrifice, man. Mm. Really? I think the discomfort thing to a certain level, yeah, 100%. But I reckon when push comes to shove, people are willing to go through a little bit of discomfort to achieve certain fitness goals. I mean, it's also, yeah. They're not willing to make the sacrifice. And that's the thing. It's not so much discomfort with putting on muscle. You just have to fucking force a bit more food down. Yeah. But you it's know? the discomfort with, you know, people saying, ah, you know, you're looking a little bit soft. Moon face. You got a little bit of moon face going mm. on. Oh, mm. you put on weight. You know, you see mm. your, your, um, your Mom, cousins your at a fucking... Yeah. Uh, family event. It's oh, always, you put on weight. Yeah, it's always, you know your jaw, always in that jaw. <laughs> yeah, it always goes to the face. Mm. Fuck. Let's flip the switch, man. Mm. Let's go to business. Business, career, doing the same things, expecting different results. Mm. I mean, th- this is a, a slightly harder one because I don't believe it's just as clear cut as fitness. Fitness generally is, is uh, much more clear cut. Mm. I mean, the issue with business is A... Mm. I don't think that initially a lot of the guidelines are actually specified by mm. people. They don't know what they need to do to achieve that next level. And I think that's a lack of understanding. Yeah. Um, I mean, you go from, uh, and that comes down to management, but it also comes down to, to business owners is just the simple fact that they don't understand the amount of work or what needs to be put into to actually achieve the results they want. Yeah. For example, someone like yourself owning Massive Joes, mm. people think it'd be great to own Massive Joes, but they don't understand the work it actually takes to put in and don't understand what sacrifices need to be made, et cetera, to get to where you are now and the amount of time and years it's taken to get there. Yeah. Just like an employee, a lot of the time is, I don't think that the leadership from a lot of people or perhaps management, mm. they know what they need to do to get to that next level though. Mm. A lot of people just think they are doing the right thing because it's not something as clear cut as, as diets and, and fitness and training of, yeah. I mean, that stuff is very easy to learn mm. and you can read about it, but a lot of people don't want to put the time and effort into actually learning about business and, and about being an employee. I think the feedback loop is a, is slightly more delayed it as is. well. And we've done an episode on this on delayed consequences, but in fitness, the feedback loop is pretty, like the, it's pretty short. Yeah. It's pretty small. Mm. Whereas in business and career development, the feedback loop is, is, is much further extended. Yeah. You know, you're not going to get that immediate feedback of, uh, I cheated on my diet last week and I put on body fat yeah. within a week. Yeah. You know, mm. it may be, you know, I'm doing the same thing as an employee, but I'm in the same position. Mm. Why can't I level up? Why can't I get to a management position? Why can't I get that promotion? So on and so forth. But that feedback loop might maybe a six month feedback loop, mm. maybe a 12 month feedback loop. Yeah. It's definitely a much longer feedback loop than the fitness realm is, mm. which is why I think it is a little bit more difficult. Mm. But I mean, it's things, I mean, it's things such as like just not showing up to work on time or showing up yeah. to work late yeah. or not putting in, 100% while you're there or, mm. or just 
I mean, even going back to something as simple as like Coles Night Feel, mm. is there so many ways people like looking at their phones or or going too slowly with their unpacking carton rates or even people on checkout, their their scan rate of how many items they're scanning. Mm. Is a lot of those things are. Uh, I mean, are known yeah. of what they need to be doing. Like some things like that in business are known. Like, okay, you've got to have a scan rate of 60, 60 items per minute or, or 50 items per minute. But then a lot of people, yeah, that feedback loop isn't there to actually come down and there's nobody there coming down on top of them for not achieving that though. Yes. Which then, as you said, with that feedback loop, is not there, it's not happening. It doesn't happen until three to six months later when yeah. then it's too late and then the guy next to you who's putting in the work and putting the effort has already got that promotion. Mm. I think in the in the business and career development and, and, and employment side of this discussion, I think there's kind of two things that, that I wanted to explore here. Mm. I think the first one is... If you want to achieve, uh, the first one is actually this understanding of this delayed feedback loop, mm. right? So un first of all, understanding that certain outputs and certain inputs are going to be removed most part, at least months apart, right? So if you want to achieve a different output, being aware that you need to change your inputs, mm -hmm. but understanding that you're going to have to change your inputs for a sustained period of time before you see any different change in output. Mm -hmm. So just being aware of that, that delayed feedback loop, but nevertheless, understanding that you can't expect to do the same thing from an input perspective, whether you're an employee of someone, whether you run your own business, whether you're a management of a team, you can't continue to do what you're doing now mm. and expect better outputs mm. from the same input. Mm. On the flip side, and this is kind of what, this is where it gets a little bit interesting because this is probably what I see a lot of. Um, and I have discussions with people who own a lot of different businesses mm. and have been through different business cycles and different sizes of businesses and so on and so forth. I actually had a discussion a couple of weeks ago um, with someone who you know quite well um, who kind of went through a bit of a, a business expansion phase and decided that he didn't really like the inputs that were required to achieve those certain outputs and said, fuck it, I don't really like this. I want to go back. And, you know, is in the process of scaling back down now. Mm -hmm. So on the flip side, I think that there's a discussion that needs to be had around what are you actually willing to do from an input perspective to achieve certain outputs? Mm. And what I mean by that is if you're an employee and you want to get to a management position, you have to understand that that management position is going to require you to have more responsibility, have more accountability, be under more stress, be managing more people. There's going to be certain things that are required from the input side to get to that management position. Mm -hmm. If you are a certain level of manager and you want to be promoted to a high level manager, understand that the inputs required are going to change. Mm. There's going to be more responsibility, more accountability, more, uh, more um, uh, stress, more of those types of things that people generally have a certain threshold for. Mm. And when you start to go over that threshold, it starts to affect all other areas of their life negatively, mm -hmm. not necessarily positively. Mm -hmm. If you're a business owner and your business is doing, let's say a million bucks in sales and you want to get it to 10 million, 
you got to understand that the inputs are going to have to change significantly. Mm. You're talking about a 10 times growth. You know, most of the time, take away a little bit of scaling and efficiency, you're going to have 10 times the responsibility, Mm. 10 times the employees, 10 times the stress, 10 times the accountability. Are you actually okay with what that looks like? Mm. Because it's all well and good in the career development, in the business realm, in the employee realm to have these big goals. Mm. Right. And say, you know, I want to earn this much money a year. I want to be responsible for this many staff. If you run your business, I want my business to do this many tens of millions or hundreds of millions or billions of turnover, whatever the fuck the number is. Mm. I want to have this many retail stores. I want to, you know, achieve whatever the, the markers are for performance as a business owner. Are you actually aware of what the input looks like to achieve that? Mm. And are you comfortable with the effect that input is going to have on every other aspect of your life? Because our work takes up a, you know, this is where fitness and business vary as well. Mm. Our work takes up a big chunk of our life. Mm. Fitness takes up fucking what, 10%. 4%. For most well, nowadays, 4%. Yeah. So. But let's say with the dieting and mm. so on and so forth, mm. let's say it kind of comes out at 10%. Mm. Your work takes up 30 to 50%. Mm. So the inputs that you're putting there are going to have a significant effect on the rest of your life, Mm. your personal relationships, your fitness, your happiness, your enjoyment, your fulfillment. Mm. So do the goals that you're setting line up with the sort of lifestyle you want to lead? And you're happy to do them to get there, which is yeah, exactly what you said. And that, but that comes, as you said, down to employees and employers. Yeah, 100%. And as happy is fine to be where you are you don't need to get you don't need to put in more hours if you don't want to put in more hours and that's completely fine but the person who does and yeah. does those things are the people that are going to get the promotion mm-hmm. and you can't sit there and wonder why did this person over here get promoted or why did he get the corner office or why did he get the promotion why is his business 10 times bigger than mine yeah when you're not doing the same amount of work or willing to do the same amount of work or willing to yeah do what they do to get those results and that's completely fine hmm you know, like that's the other thing is, is um, you know, I see a lot of people in the business realm and I'm guilty of this myself, not mm. so much anymore because I've kind of been in business long enough to reach a certain level of maturity. But definitely when I was younger, when I was in like my mid twenties and shit, I would look at my competitors in, in this, this space and, you know, maybe their business was five times as big or 10 times bigger or whatever it is. And I'd have a little bit of jealousy about it. Yeah. I'd be like, man, how come that motherfucker, like what's going on here? I'm working my ass off. I encourage you guys, and this applies to not just business owners, but employees, managers, and so on and so forth as well. When you see somebody who's perhaps at the next level or a couple of levels above of you, have an appreciation for what their inputs look like. Because you know your inputs to achieve your current level of output. If this motherfucker is 10 times, 10 levels above you, have an appreciation for what those inputs look like. Mm. But, but also having a, a clear actual understanding of what those inputs are. Yeah. So I remember back in the day yeah. when you and I first sort of hit social media is everyone thought that we just trained and shot basketballs and they still shot do. videos all the time. They didn't actually realize <laughs> what it took is yeah. obviously that highlight rule, but then there's nothing, yeah, as I said before, is sort of the hard work you've put in over the, over the years. Yeah. We said it this morning as well is – 
even something as like being a um, sponsored athlete, because mm. we put that as a job, yeah. is people want the free subs. They want to come for the free holidays to the Arnold Classic or the yeah. free holidays. Mm. Well, not free holidays, you mm. know what I mean? But the free trips and, and the perks of the job. Yeah. But can't post once a day on oh, Instagram. We literally had this conversation this we morning. We did have it this morning. We so, literally had this conversation this morning. That's the thing is when you and I have said, oh, well, I've brought up someone or you've brought up someone and we look at their page and it's like, well, once every five or six days they posted, but they want to be a, a social media influencer. And Dude, you've seen, you've seen some of the negotiations I've had with mm. – we haven't ended up sponsoring them, yeah. but potential sponsored athletes where it's like, okay, we get to the point where we're like, okay, we think you can work with us. We think that you align with the brand and you tick all the boxes that we need to tick from a, from a sponsored athlete perspective. Yeah. This is a standard agreement. What do you want? Yeah. And they've come back to us with what they want. And sometimes it's like five times what our top athlete is getting, yeah. but they want to do 10% of the work. Yeah. They want to do 10% of the input and get five times the output. Mm. And at that point, I'm like, yeah, this is not going anywhere. Yeah. Like, you are actually delusional. Mm. But that, I mean, that's an extreme case of, yeah. of not actually doing the bare minimum, though. Yeah. I mean, you're a social media influencer and you're not even posting on social media. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's just crazy. And that's the thing is that, yeah, people just aren't willing to do the work they need to do to, mm. to get to where they want to be. If you want to be the top, I mean, I don't even know if there is such thing as top fitness influence from the world at the moment. But yeah. if you want to go up to that level is you have a look at what those guys are actually doing. Yes. And you look at their all the time, photo shoots, all the time, posting once, twice, three times a day, all the yep. videos, all the IGTVs, all the YouTube channels, all the TikTok, yeah. Snapchat, whatever it is, they're, they're all over it. I mean, you look at the Massive Joe's channel and what you do is you're all over it all mm. the time. And that's how you really need to be, not just once every six days, post a picture of yourself in a toilet selfie. Yeah. You know, it's funny just through through this discussion is we've kind of come a little bit full circle, but it also comes down in the business realm to sacrifice. Yeah. It really does. But we're now talking about much greater sacrifices because we're talking about you know, really time. We're not talking about sacrificing a food that you like eating or sacrificing, you know, a little bit of body fat. We're talking about, okay, we know that the work you do is going to take up 30 to 50% of your life, mm. how much time are you willing to sacrifice to generate the inputs you need to generate to get the outputs you say you want to get? Mm. Exactly. And you really need to give that a lot of thought. Yeah. Because that's going to drive what you're willing to do to achieve the levels of success you say you want to achieve. Mm. Exactly. I want to finish with some practical advice mm -hmm. because I like these discussions. I get a lot out of them, but I want the listeners to actually leave and go, you know, yeah, that rings home with me. That resonates with me. Now what? What do I do? Mm -hmm. So let's just, let's just pedal back to fitness real quick. Let's say that you have a particular fitness goal. You know, we've gone through the steps that we've explained. You've come back to the sacrifice piece. Mm -hmm. What practical advice can you give? Set smart goals, paying particular attention to the measurable part and document that. And what happens when you get to the point where it's time to make those sacrifices? Well, then you can look in terms of the sacrifices. Yeah. Well, you need to realize and reflect on what you're doing and realize that what you've been doing mm. and those choices you've been making are the reasons why you're not getting where you want to be in the fitness world. So that's where the sacrificing of the chips at night 
biscuits, mm. tomato sauce, yeah. those kind of things are what's holding you back from where you are now to where you are, where your goal physique is. Mm. But that's really where those smart goals come in, as you said before, and the measurable and writing down and saying, all right, well, this is my diet. This is exactly what I've had. Yeah. And not lying in terms of that. You have to put down the 50 grams of tomato sauce you had on your burger or whatever that may be. Yeah. And then really going back and saying, well, all right, this is probably this, 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 this is, can save me 300 calories. And in my fat loss goal, that 300 calories can make the whole difference. I'm going to add something to that mm -hmm. as well. I think if you're the sort of person that gets to that point at a fitness journey and you're like, okay, I've listened, I've listened to the Massive Joe show. I know what Joe and Neve are saying. Uh, I'm at the point where I know I need to make the sacrifices, but it's really fucking hard. Pizza is delicious. <laughs> Shots that I post on Instagram when I'm shredded and got veins through my abs get a lot of likes. It's really hard. My advice to you is to dig a little bit deeper as to why that particular fitness goal is important to you. You really have to figure out what means more to you. Well, that's what you're going to uncover. Does the pizza like, mean more to you or yep. does having a six pack on the beach and summer mean more to you? The, the fucking likes on Instagram from people who you don't even know mean more to you than building that muscle for whatever purpose you want to build it. Maybe I don't, I don't know what the purpose is, right? That's where you guys, that's where I encourage you to dig a little bit deeper and say, you know what? I'm trying to lose body fat. This is why it's important to me. And it's more important to me than that delicious pizza that I'm, that I have the choice of having or not having tonight. This is why I'm trying to build that muscle. And it's more important to me then the 272 likes I'm going to get on Instagram yeah. when I post this photo of me with shredded abs. Really give that some thought. What is the overarching motivation to achieve your fitness goals? And I think that's really going to help you guys push through that difficult, abrasive, sticky piece of being willing to sacrifice what you need to sacrifice to achieve those fitness goals. What about on the business side? I mean, a big thing that I said before is that feedback loop is delayed. Mm. So for me, and I know that you probably won't agree with this, this too much, but is really getting feedback where you can yeah. from your bosses, from your leaders, from your mentors about where you are yeah. and what you need to be doing, or at least have someone around to keep you accountable, mm -hmm. I think is a big thing. And I think that it's good for everyone. I don't think there's really anyone who shouldn't have someone sort of keeping them in check. Mm. But especially in terms of employees, if you're only getting a six-month um, performance review or a yearly performance review, yeah. is that's a lot of time to be fucking up yeah. between that. So really getting that, and luckily here at Massachusetts, for example, is we have weekly performance or weekly KPI meetings. Mm. So it's that quick turnaround. Is that feedback loop is relatively short. You can't really fuck up in a week too much. Mm. So it's that short feedback loop. But mm. if you're in a position where you're not getting constant feedback and you're just sitting in a cubicle and you see someone at 9am when you walk in and 5pm when you walk out, is really getting that constant feedback of, am I doing what I need to be doing? What can I be doing better? Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing. And then, I mean, you even go back to like football though, for example, football and a football coach, what do I need to be do, doing better? I need to get yeah. faster, I need to get stronger, I need to get better at handballing, whatever it may be, basketball, three point shots, mm. anything. I think that feedback loop of what you need to get better at is, is a massive thing for business. Mm. Um, and as you said as well, is really have a good understanding of what it takes to get to where you need to be really, 100%. really delving in and saying, well, okay, if this is where I am now, as you said, I'm making 
$1,000 a week, mm. if I want to be making $3,000 a week, what does that actually entail? Yeah. What do I need to be doing? Yeah. How much more effort do I put in? How many more hours do I need to put in? And that's where the feedback loop is, is what do I need to be doing to actually get that much money? Mm. Is, is what does my boss need to be seeing from me? What does my team leader need to be seeing from me mm. to get to that position? And I think uh, on the on the business and employment side of things as well, is it's it's, you know how we say like there's levels to this shit? You can't climb a staircase 10 stairs at a time. Mm. You climb it one step at a time mm. or maybe two. You got to take it in stages mm. because it's impossible for you to see what step 27 looks like if you can't take steps one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. And it's impossible for you to understand what the inputs look like to achieve what's up at step 27 if you don't go through the gates you need to go through to get there. Well, the thing is, is of course it's going to scare you off and you're not going to want to do it. Yeah. If you're suddenly putting in... But you're just not even scare you off. You're not actually... There's no mechanism for you to know, mm. you know? But like I mean, if I want to get um, Massive Joe's to a billion dollar business, mm. I have no fucking idea what those inputs look like. That's, I know what a hundred million looks like, mm. but 10 times that, I have no idea because you got to go through the levels. But what I, mean, what I mean by that is if you look at Massive Joe's as a billion dollar company, for example, yeah. and you see 3,000 employees yeah. and you see 50 retail stores and mm. you see distribution company with 30 brands yeah. um, and you see six till 9 p.m. workdays, mm. you're going to be a bit scared off. Like you're going to, not scared off, but you're going to be like very intimidated or yeah. like, fuck, what am I going to do? Well, you can't, but, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. As you said, if it's in steps, is you've just looked at step 27 there. Correct. But each day, if it should take, all right, the next step is we're going to have one employee, yeah. two employees join, three employees join, four employees join, mm. and it's slow steps. And then overall, it's not that big a deal. Mm. But if you're looking at where you need to be, then that's when it's going to scare you off. For real. And I think, you know, just to kind of round that all up as well, uh, you know, the, 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 the real piece of practical advice that I want to give the listeners and the viewers when it comes to career development or business development, depending on if you're an employer or a business owner or a manager or whatever, is as you're kind of taking those steps, be aware of what you want your life to look like. Hmm. Be aware of what a happy and fulfilled life looks like to you. And it's fine to change, right? Because you might get, you might go, okay, from an employee perspective, I want to earn uh, 300 grand a year, right? And at the moment you're on a hundred. So you know what a hundred looks like. You might know, be able to see what 150 looks like. You might get to 200 and go, you know what? This stress is now starting to affect different parts of my life. I don't really like it. I don't like this level of responsibility. I don't like this level of accountability. And that's fine. Yeah. Like that is what's more important at the end of the day mm. is what your entire life looks like of, of which your work is going to take up a big percentage. If you run your own business and you've got your, your business is doing, I don't know, 300 grand a year and you want to get it to a milli and you get to a milli and then you go, okay, I want to try get to, to three milli. Mm. And you get to three milli and you're like, fuck, I, you know, I don't like the fact that I have to work weekends now. Yeah. I want those back. I don't like the fact that I have to have uncomfortable meetings with management. Mm. I want those back. I, I don't want to have to do that. That's fine too. Mm. Because ultimately, 
overall happiness and fulfillment in all aspects of your life is what's truly important. Mm -hmm. Not chasing arbitrary income figures or arbitrary fucking revenue figures or these, you know, these, these literally vanity business metrics mm. that people chase because they want to be the biggest fucking dog, mm. the big dog. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah. And as you just said, if you're earning 200 grand, but you're so much happier earning 86 grand a year, yeah. then you got to look at what that's worth. Exactly. Can you, as we've said, I mean, you've heard it from a lot of, I know one in particular we're thinking of, but yeah, yeah can you move into a smaller house? Can you move into a yeah. not work weekends? Yeah. Change house, change things. But if, you, if you're happy with that $86,000 job, yeah. you're going to do, do that $86,000 job. So the 200 grand job that makes you stressed out or yeah. as you said, doing the meet, business meetings and those kind of things. Yeah. And it's fine to change, mm. you know, if, if, if that's kind of the one take home is it's okay to change. Mm. You don't have to continue to pursue a goal that's making you incredibly stressed, uncomfortable with the amount of responsibility and accountability mm. and just a, a, a not very happy human. Mm. Exactly. Big Neve, we ask one thing of the listeners and the viewers in return. If you guys have got to this part of the podcast and you're like, fuck man, that was a good podcast. I got some good value out of that podcast. Mm. What do we ask, man? Uh, just screenshot and share on your Instagram story. Oh, we're going direct now. Yep. Fuck it. Yep. Okay. That's what we're doing first. Okay. We're doing that first. Yeah. Right, so take a screenshot of whatever you're listening. It might be iTunes, mm -hmm. Spotify, um, SoundCloud. Mm -hmm. Cause uh, whatever the fuck. Just Seth and I have been sharing them all on we our do. Instagram stories. Yeah. So take a screenshot, post it in your Instagram story, <laughs> tag, at, no, you're not. What's your Steve James Mills? Yeah, you fucking changed it. Changed Look it. Look at you. You gone from uh, um, um, what do they used to call Carl, Carl Malone? Oh, I've just had a mental blank. The postman. <laughs> you gone from the postman back to Carl Malone. Exactly. You gone from knee movement back to Steve James Mills. Exactly. Tag at Steve James Mills. <laughs> if you're probably right, Neve Moon, it'll probably still come up still. No, I tried it the other oh, night. Really? It didn't work. No, yeah. but it wouldn't like, Motherfucker's not tagging. No. What's going on? So I posted it. And then I went back and looked and I was like, oh, he's changed his <laughs> name. Yeah. Tag at Steve James Mills. Tag myself at Joseph Mensell. Tag at Massive Joe's or at the Massive Joe's show. Fuck, tag everything. Fuck it. Just I throw a bunch my, of I had to put my middle name. Apparently there's too many Steve Mills in the world. Yeah. We'll see it. Not enough. And we will, not enough uh, Joseph we will repost. If you don't have Instagram or you don't use Instagram story or you've got Instagram and you've got zero followers, probably don't post it in your story. <laughs> Instead, <laughs> tell someone in real life. Next time the, the conversation comes up at a family barbecue or a, a, a coffee get together or mm. at the gym, wherever the fuck, and people are asking, you know, I've been listening to this podcast. I like it. I watched this movie. I saw this thing on Netflix. I went and saw, um, you know, whatever. And I really enjoyed it. Mm. Just give us a little plug, man. Say, go, man, you mm -hmm. got you to gotta, you gotta listen to the Massive Joe Show podcast. You got to watch the Massive Joe Show podcast. That shit is fire. Mm -hmm. We will appreciate it more than you guys know. Big Neve. That's a wrap. Dunker. For this uh, second to last episode of the Massive Joe Show. You guys are in for a treat next week. Let me tell you. It's going to be a long one. Are you ready? I'm not you ready. You got to start I'm, taking notes. I'm definitely not ready. You got to start taking notes. Until next time, where we're we coming to them from, Neve. Massive
Stay massive. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Massive Joe's Show. Make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform, whether it be SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, Podbean, Stitcher, or TuneIn. And if you enjoyed listening to this episode of The Massive Joe's Show, ensure that you give us a five-star rating on your favorite podcasting platform. Until next time, we're coming to you from Massive.